You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated L for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. They're longtime friends with a lot in common. Well, most of them. They have unique points of view of the world around us. And they're bringing their brand of shenanigans to the PFC Podcast Network. Welcome to the show that has no format, no filter, and no Fs left to give. The PFC Podcast Network probably presents Jason Klaus and Jim Burgett. This is Tea Time, powered by Anchor.fm. Welcome to Tea Time here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm, along with Jim Brigat. I'm Jason Klaus. Certainly appreciate you coming. Are you okay? I'm fucking fantastic. Well, you kind of snapped your head around and your and your fist was balled up, so I didn't know if somebody was approaching the uh, the, the mobile studio or what was happening over <laughs> on your end. <laughs> mobile Command One. <laughs> You know, it's kind of a stark contrast between where you're at this week versus where you were last week. This, you know, last week at this time, you were you were in your mandals, you were in shorts, you were in a tank top. It was 77 degrees outside. Now you're all bundled up. You got your hoodie, you got your car heart beaming, you got uh, all kinds of goofy shit going on over there. How's things in your neck of the woods? My neck, huh? Um, I like to be comfortable, see? I'm 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 all about being comfortable, cozy, and uh, rocking with some uh, man sweats going on. And every I don't have my mandals today. I've got shoes on. And uh, well, your piggies appreciate that. What's that? Your piggies appreciate that. Yeah. Oh yeah. They like they like to be warm too. Sure. How are we doing? Hey, if if I was any better, I would be concerned. Okay, that sounds pretty good. I got no, my. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, I, I, you know, you take life one day at a, at a time. That's all you can do. You know? I, I've noticed you're not too shiny up top on the on the dome today. Do you have we reposition the lights? Um, no. Oh. No. Um, full disclosure, I have been awake from I don't know just over an hour. Um. Got some coffee going, 
I haven't had I haven't had a time yet to to go up and shave and shower and I mean this is what you get. Okay? I got you. I got you. So, uh, Roll out and hit record, baby. This is where we're at. This is what we do. The, you know that this is what sets the the men from the boys. Okay. You know what I mean? I it's do. like it's like you you either make it happen or you get the fuck out of the way. I mean that's all there is to it. I mean, this is two back-to-back shows we've recorded pretty early in the afternoon, D. This is the way it needs to... Well, I mean, I, I understand that once you're... And we'll get a medical update here in a little bit. Um, but, I mean, while you're off of work, we got to capitalize on this. Because it's when you are working, is like, hey, you want to record an hour before the show's supposed to drop? Hey, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... That- I, I, w- I would like to get to a point to where we can kind of map out our weeks ahead of time and, okay, we're going to pick this day on this time, and this is when we're going to record. We have this amount of time blocked out. Let's get it done so I can, I can get it, put the bells and the whistles on, upload it. So by the time Thursday rolls around, I don't have a worry in the world because I know that my new episode of Tea Time is available. Number 49 tonight. Or this afternoon. Or this week, or however you want to categorize it. (laughs) That's correct. Well, I do have a medical update. Hang on. Yeah, breaking news, right? Uh, I don't have a cool cool effect for that. You need an ambulance. (laughs) Uh, That's the... the buzzards that, circling the, around. The, those are the buzzards circling the dead. Uh, what's going on, man? So I do have a torn meniscus. Oh, my God. It's not. This is the good thing. It, yep, not. Yeah, it's not. It's not surgery needed. So thank God there. No, no cortisone shots. Where uh, it's a slight tear, but ninety-eight percent of what's going on is arthritis in around the knee and the knee behind the kneecap. Um, I'm just gotta take it easy for a while. I go back in six weeks for a checkup. But I am scheduled to return to work on Monday. So with the arthritis building up around the knee, what is their, um, what's their answer to this? How, how do you? Was, he said he could go in, make a couple incisions, go in there, clean it up a little bit with, you know, and I had some spurring going on, you know. Um, but he recommended for the time being just anti-inflammatories you know take taking it easy not not to get too crazy on it you know so that's where we're going to go with he said if he felt that surgery was needed he would put in his two cents but right now he said it's not needed so i'm very thankful that because i mean then you're talking probably six to nine months out and that just uh, i wouldn't survive on that you know so um so yeah, this is the plan. We're going to take it easy a little bit. Um, no running, no off-roading. So 
yeah, I, I wasn't going to play ball this year anyway. So, I mean, kind of, I guess it was kind of written on the wall. So, right. uh, yeah, that's the plan. But all's, all is not lost. So, at least I don't need to go under the knife, you know, and I'm not going to be out. And <clears throat> I got rid of the crutches last Tuesday. Been a week now. Um, I do have a limp, of course, but I'm not putting all my weight down. And uh, I returned to the gym uh, day before yesterday. So I'm I'm really happy about that. No cardio, obviously, all upper body. But, man, it felt good to get back in there, though, I'm going to tell you. I can imagine. I know you've been chomping at the bit here for a little bit now. You know, that's become such a big part of your daily routine. And... Um... You know, I can imagine when you are that motivated and and you have momentum on your side to have something like that kind of halt all that. Like this, that is where a lot of people fall off the wagon, for the lack of better term. You know, they hit that roadblock and they, it. I mean, especially something like a lower body injury, because I mean, you need your legs. Yeah. You know, they're kind of important, and when one is compromised for one reason or the other. You know that uh, that will halt all of your momentum, and some some people just cannot rebound from that. They yeah, get it, it's tough, man. I mean, it, like you said, it's you get all that momentum going, everything's going good, you know, and then it's like somebody threw a lasso around you and hogtied you. Now you're just kind of stuck flailing about. But um, yeah, but it's it's been tough. I ain't gonna lie. It's just. <laughs> I just wanted to get rid of them crutches so bad. It's just, I was just, I, and that wasn't even, I mean, it could have been so much wor- worse, obviously, but to me, that was just like, uh, here we go, you know, but hey, one step at a time, one limp at a time, and we're, we're getting back there. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, um, well, not really running any races, but getting back out there in the race, so to speak. And the problem is I've always been like a fa- a fast paced walker, kind of like that. You know, you know how it is whenever we've gone in the stores, I got a damn near run to catch up to one or two of your strides. So, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, I hear that all the time and I, and just, I, I okay. make a conscious effort to slow my stride but i just dude it i feel so constricted <laughs> that's how i'm feeling now it's like i want to go but it's just how i i it's just how i've always been even at work i've always kind of been go 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 you know and i some some of them are not so much some of them they you know it's real slow going and i i got to remind myself just take take your time a little bit it's just hard to compute the legs with the brain to slow myself down. Yeah. Kind of no, been that it. way in the ring my whole life too, right? So. Well, I wasn't going to mention that. but no, I don't care. I, oh, I, 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 I know the truth. But to me in there, time seems like it slows down. And then I'm going too fast, you know. But it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a different mindset for, for sure. Well, I want to talk about something right out of the gate, a little bit lighter topic. Okay. Uh, you know, um, a few weeks ago on this very program, and when we were discussing the, the 
the potentials for WrestleMania 38, um, which is a, next weekend, if you can believe that. Like, it, that just dawned on me that it's next weekend. Um, one of the things that you had said on consecutive episodes were, as we were talking about the potential return in some capacity of Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you had said, why Kevin Owens? Why is Kevin Owens the guy? I'm not sure if Kevin Owens is the right guy. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that's that's oh, the gist of it, right? Yeah. This past Monday night demonstrated why it's Kevin Owens. That dude went out there, dressed up like Austin, shirt, shorts, knee braces, bald cap, the whole nine yards, and 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 delivered a promo that I haven't seen the likes of in quite some time because he had that entire audience literally in the palm of his hand. And they were in Chicago. They were at the Rosemount Horizon, which has always been a very strong pro WWE fan base. But Kevin Owens demonstrated this past Monday. And if you have not seen this, I encourage you to go on YouTube, go to WWE.com somewhere and watch this promo. And it is so well done that is what i was waiting to happen i have been a a ko fan for a while now i wasn't mad with the booking when i first heard it so having seen all that t what is your opinion now of kevin owens and stone cold steve austin in night one of wrestlemania predictable no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to eat crow and like it right about now. Now, listen. Okay, so I, I sat down, and I'm like, I'm tuning in L- last night. I'm sitting down. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the whole broadcast. It's been. Cause, wow. Yeah, a couple years since I've actually watched a full. I mean, I've caught clips on YouTube or or clips on social media, but it just don't, it don't do it justice. Like watching show from the start to the end. When that music hit and I, and the same thing I, I, about them being in Chicago, you know, the music hit, you know, that glass shattering, the crowd just lost it. Right. Cause okay. Stone cold's there. They didn't immediately pan to the entrance. So you're feeding off of what the crowd is doing. And even though you can hear it go up, up, and then they saw him come out and it got loud. And then all of a sudden they realized who it was. And man, did that crowd shift. And let me tell you, he fucking nailed that promo so much. In fact, that midway through the promo, the music hit again and the crowd lost their shit. Kevin spun around like Stone Cold was there and he got him. He got me twice. I'm not even afraid to admit it because that's the weight of Stone Cold, though. Right. That's the weight of his character for the last, not just the 19 years he's been missing, 
but the previous 20 he was there or whatever, you know, it just, that's the way that his character and him carried to the point where, okay, he's about to come out here and whoop Owens' ass and, you know, kind of bringing back that, that, those good days of wrestling, those good nights of Monday Night Raw, where he'd drive a Zamboni through, he'd drive his truck, he'd fill McMahon's car with a fucking cement mixer. You know, anything he could do to fucking piss off McMahon, he would do it. And that's 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 the weight that that man carried. And Owens absolutely nailed it. And I, I'm like, okay, you won me over, you fat bastard. You got he's not really fat bastard, but he got me twice. And I I simply enjoyed that whole segment and I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it. And the reason I said predictable, I had read a tweet on, on Twitter, Mick Foley said, now this, this is Monday Night Raw or something to that effect. And the very first comment, some asshole is like, oh, it's too predictable, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I said, the problem is nobody can enjoy anything. They have to know every little fucking detail about what's going on. Sit back and enjoy the fucking show for what it is. Right. And man, I, I really did. I enjoyed that segment. Ke- Kevin did an amazing job. And he, like you said, had them eating out of the palm of their hand. And they could have been there all week long eating out of his hand. It was such a great job. Bald cap and all, you know? I know. I know. You know, it, uh, a lot of people sleep on Kevin Owens. And I, I don't know if it's because of his body type, because he's not all cut up and muscular and all this shit, but pound for pound, man, like that dude is as tough as as they get. Oh, he's and, that black fuck. I mean, oh, yeah. There's no getting around that, you know. <laughs> he looks much slimmer than when he first started, even the first year or two, you know. He he looks way better than he I think he has in a long long time. Just uh, you know, just goes to show that that you know there's so much potential with that guy, and I I was glad to hear that he had renewed his contract with WWE, and I and I hope that he is re- rewarded with premier spots on the show, you know, not just become a filler, not become you know, just a guy on the roster. This is somebody that's special, and he and he needs to be treated as such. Yeah, I I agree. And just like how Austin was able to use his King of the Ring performance and promo to elevate himself off of Jake the Snake, even though that was at the end of Jake's career, kind of. Let's be honest. You know, he wasn't, but still, Austin delivered one hell of a promo. And that started the catapult, right? You know, and I, like you said, I hope, I hope this. Not that Kevin hasn't done a great job, but this to me really put him over the edge for me. With me, as far as that, and, and being able to do it off of such a legendary name as is Stone Cold. I mean, good for him, good for the company, and that's going to be a. I think it's going to be a hell of a showing at Mania. And kudos to Austin, too, because he wouldn't be doing this if he didn't endorse it. I, I, yes, that would be correct. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> real quick sidebar here while while I'm thinking about it, because I don't want to get on to another topic and then we get off the air. I'm like, damn it, I meant to mention this. Kind of along the wrestling front, but not WWE. Um, and I know you haven't been on on Facebook re- recently, T. So I'm doing this just as much for you as I am the listeners. It's kind of a, a programming note, for the lack of a better term. And um, you know, you and I haven't really had a, had an opportunity to talk about this on air, off air, or anything like that. Um, you know, it's been a while since we've made any kind of announcements in, under the banner of the Michigan Wrestling Organization. You know, just everything you just kind of hit hit pause there for a little bit. You know, trying to reshuffle the deck and figure out what we're going to do here. Well, um, I have called and I have announced that um, this coming Sunday, the Twenty seventh, uh, March twenty seventh at noon, um, I will be on the MWO's Facebook page with a live address, and um, I'm not going to go in into details right now. I'm not going to go in into any kind of specifics in terms of what the uh, what the topic matters are, but uh, just know, you know, if you are Part of the roster if you're part of the, uh, the support staff if you are part of the fan base if you are an alumni if you are if you have any kind of ties or feelings one way or the other about the michigan wrestling organization you are probably going to want to tune in to facebook live uh through the mwo page this sunday uh march the 27th beginning at 12 p.m um, and T, I know, you know, the whole Facebook thing, you know, you're kind of off that. So off the air here, when we get off the air, air here, I will bring you up to speed. Um, with that being said, and I know that there will be people listening to this and having just heard that, they're going to be like, what's he going to talk about? What's he going to talk about? Make no mistake about it, T, if, if, if you flap your gums, I'll find whatever part of your neck is exposed and break it. Well, well, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of aggression. I'm feeling very venomous. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna have to sign a a, a no talk contract, huh? You, yeah, in fact, I have faxed it over to your agent. Yeah. Um, you'll notice the cover letter looks very familiar because it it looks like this. <laughs> oh, a horseshit <laughs> attitude. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Oh, so anyway, yeah, we got that coming. Um, All right. It's going to be a pretty big deal. Um, actually, there's, I, 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 I woke up today, T, and with, with just a barrage of shit waiting for me, you know, in terms of text messaging, in terms of voicemails, in terms of DMs. I'm like, what the hell is, what, what's happening here today? Because there are days I, I wake up and it's like, um, did I lose service on my phone? Like, there is <laughs> nothing on here, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know? No, no. I, I think I, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, aside from one or two people, there is, and I don't really need to hear from anybody, to be honest with you. And, uh, 
you know, but it's like, what, what, what is today? Oh, it's Tuesday. What, you know what I mean? I was like, why, why is today the day? But, um, yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of things I had to, uh, that needed my immediate attention. A lot of moving parts, as they say. Well, there is on so many levels, on so many fronts. It was like, I, you know, in some cases I've been waiting to hear from this or that or another thing. And, you know, you, you add that up and all of a sudden it's like, this is the day that, it, that everybody replies and I, they need this information. They need to know this, they, you know, this is what's happening. Let's schedule this, you know, meeting and interview and all this. And it's like, wow, um, it, you know, for the common folk, it could make your head spin around and fucking explode right right off your shoulders. Just a common man. <laughs> working out. <laughs> Listen, man, you take it as as it comes, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, right. What, what I will say is that there's a lot of pos- there's a lot of positivity going on with all of this. There's a lot of potential that is going to uh, benefit all of us here on the PFC Podcast Network. And uh, it's weird, man. It's weird how the universe works sometimes. You know, you can have a conversation with somebody and you can mention one or two things and it's like something in the universe picks up on it and puts the wheels in motion and then, and then right before you is an opportunity that 24 hours you know, ago wasn't even thought of. It's just weird, you know what I mean? Well, you well, we kind of talk about we kind of talked about that before, you know, we came on here. You know, through quite a few months the wheels were falling off and Jesus took the wrong wheel as we were driving as they say and kind of wondering like holy shit are we ever going to get through this storm? And then, you know, out of the blue sometimes a phone call here, an opportunity there. A text message here can completely turn turn everything around when, you know, but you keep, like you say, potential turns into positivity. And if you can keep that positivity going, you know, you can make things happen and uh, uh, sky's the limit, right? I have maintained this for a long time. You get back what you put in, you know. And, and I realized with something as complex as life, because it gets, you know, by and large, it gets no more complicated than that. I mean, that just encapsulates everything. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be that difficult. No. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so we, we can sit here all day long and point at, at different aspects of our lives and, okay, I'm not happy with this. I don't like the way this is going. This sucks. They suck. And yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, I mean, it's easy to focus on that part. And then you get sucked into that mindset. You know, the negativity, the doom and gloom, the woe is me, the this and that. Like, I, it would be real easy for both you and I with you know the different challenges and setbacks and things of this nature to fall into that trap and but it, what really what really helps is having that one to three people that are really in that your corner that 
you can lean on where, you know, you can go around in circles in your own head and can't get out of there. And you reach out and you've got that one person or two person behind you and they can lay stuff out that you can't see and kind of remind you, you know, who the fuck you are and, and have your back. And, you know, when you're able to have that, you can turn that negativity around and and push it in the right gear. And I'm lucky I've got a very, very, very small, close circle of friends that I'm sorry, family that I can rely on. And um, it, it, it means so much. It means so much to me. Um, even having now Anita in my life, she's just like, I've talked about her before. She just completely changed my life around. And man, I, 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 I'd be uh, hard pressed to say that I probably wouldn't have gotten through a lot of this without her, you know? So She's been such a big influence on in my life the last few months. And, you know, e even having my other close personal friends, sometimes, you know, you can vent to them. They, they may not be able to, you know, they're, they're, they're listening and they want to help, but it's kind of hard, you know. But at the same time, you know, you're still listening to their opinions and their their outlooks on things. But, you know, you get that one person and that's always going to have your back, man. It changes, it changes shit around and keeps your head up and, uh, you know, pointed forward. Game changer. Game changer. That is correct. I, uh, I totally, I totally feel you on that. It does make all the difference in the world. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. It, it does make, especially when, when, you're coming out of a period in your life to where you by and large feel isolated. You feel alone. You feel like, you know, because there, there are times where like your buddies just aren't going to provide what you're looking for. Right. You know what I mean? Like there is a certain emotion that you want, that you want attended to that your buddies just cannot, you know, they're, they're just not on that particular level. You and it's against them. It has nothing. No, to do. that's just the way it is. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Just like how they would feel towards us if they were going through that type of thing, you know. And, you know, like, we all go through life that I'm learning. I, it's funny. It, unfortunately, you know, no, nobody's perfect everybody makes mistakes i've made a shit ton of them in my life not i've never been the greatest person never been the greatest husband in the world you know and 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 things happen and you know that's part of growing up it's a part of maturing kind of wish you got the manual when we were teenagers on that but you don't and you know and, and unfortunately things happen you know, where it, it does affect other people, other family members. It's not a road that you want to go down. But in order to get out of that, things have to happen for you to progress as a human being. And, and not only yourself, but another person as well, or family members, or whoever it might be. And unfortunately, it can take a toll on a lot of people. But it'll also help the mindset you as a person get better and and 
it's just another step of life and maturity. So a lot of a lot of what you're talking about kind of ties into a new series that I started on Tuesday on the Klaus of the Heart podcast that also was a part of the PFC Podcast Network right here on anchor.fm. <laughs> right here on anchor.fm. I wasn't um, trying to be all melodramatic about no, it. No, 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 no. But, you know, I'm, I'm using this as kind of like programming. Right. Just sl- slip that shit in there. You know what <laughs> I mean? Cuts out the commercials. <laughs> um, but a, a lot of what you're talking about, trying to get to this, you know, all of these changes and all of these things that you would like to see happen, that you would like to be a part of, that you, you know, the feelings that you want to feel, um, you know, a lot of that doesn't happen un- until you identify and eliminate toxicity from your life in terms of people, in terms of scenarios, in terms of environments, in terms of whatever. Whatever is bringing some some degree of toxic levels to your life. Look, man, we are in our mid-40s. And, you know, both of us have gone down our our individual paths, but there's a lot of parallels too. And, you know, the way I deal with things and the way you deal with things do not always see eye to eye. We just have different experiences. We have different upbringings. We have different fundamentals. And that's what helps shape us into how we deal with this shit. But at the end of the day, we just want to, we, we want to be happy. We want to feel like we mean something. We want to feel like we're doing something. And when you feel like that, you feel alive. You feel like you, you're you doing something. And that is, I mean, it gets no more fundamental than that. Like, it starts with you. And if you're not feeling it, you're not going to put it out there for other people that are close to you. You know, your friends, your family, your this, that, because they're going to know that there's something bothering you. And, you know, you know, that how you deal with it, you know, that that generates a response one way or the other, because there there are people in your life that they tell you, you know, I want to help you. Please tell me what you want. Tell me how you're feeling and this, that, and the other thing. Look, if you don't feel that way on, on that level, based on whatever you're thinking about or what whatever you're having your feelings about and you don't feel like this person and it's nothing against them you're just not there on that level then they get their feelings hurt because they in their mind they they take it as they're not as important you know in your life as you are to them and that's not the case it's just that there are things that we deal with that there are certain people that we feel comfortable talking to about and some people that are not. Right. It's nothing personal. Right? right. Yeah, absolutely. I know, man. There's just, I don't know. I don't understand why there is this insatiable desire for people to have to know everything about everybody. You know, we, we, we touched on this as far as professional wrestling is concerned and, and how fans perceive the products and all this other shit. When that is not, that is so far off the spectrum at this point. I'm talking about in real life here. 
Right. You know, because especially with, uh, and I know a lot of this is going to sound very egotistical. And I don't mean it to. I'm just trying to put it into context here. Because anybody that knows me knows that, like, I don't, I don't perceive myself to be anything more important or special or anything like that than anybody else. Even when I had my promoter's hat on, even when I had a performer's hat on, even when I'm doing things like this, like I don't put myself on some sort of pedestal and neither have you. And like there are people in our lives that we know that we care about. They look up to us because for how, for whatever reason, there is a, a perception that we're on some sort of a pedestal in terms of what we've done in an entertainment or public realm. But at the same time, and I mean, that's great and everything, but what winds up happening is, is that people become very attached to a persona or a variation or a part of who we are as actual individual people. and. They, they latch on, not latch on, that's the wrong word. They invest their attention to us, but in turn, there is the sense of expectation that we are just supposed to um, volunteer our deepest, darkest feelings, thoughts, concerns, this, that, or the other thing. And when that does not happen, well, then all of a sudden you are uh, an egotistical, maniacal prick. Like there is no balance. And my point with, with all this is people need to understand that there are individuals in this world that will tell everything to anybody who will listen, which is fine. If that's how you want to handle your business, that's cool. I, I'm not here to judge. Uh, but for me, for you and for a lot of other people, like we're selective about what kind of information we're putting out there. Because nobody really knows what's really happening in an individual's life unless you are you are privy to those those details. You are privy to that information. And I understand where hurt feelings come into play. But you also have to understand that if an individual conducts himself that way, there's probably a good goddamn reason for it. And a lot of it is betrayal. A lot of it is being stabbed in the back. A lot of it is is trusting a, an individual that they felt like that they could trust only to find out that they could not. So you're going to have to be a little bit patient. I, I mean, that shit happens as recently as last week. You know what I mean? Because you get this, oh man, talk to me. You know, I wanna, I, I wanna help you. I wanna, you know, be your ear. So, hey, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, I'd like to know a little bit about what's going on. You know, then you tell it to him. Then he turns around and starts run, running his mouth, and then adding his own flavor and seasoning to it. Right. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what What is your end game here? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and furthermore, why are you demonstrating what an absolute asshole you truly are? Now, what you've done is you have demonstrated 
that you are the kind of person that I do not need in my life. You have demonstrated a level of toxicity. You gone. Because, and, and, and look, this is an individual I knew for a long time. And like he he wasn't affiliated with the wrestling company. Like this was this was an actual somebody that I considered a friend. You know, we don't we didn't talk a whole lot. Um, you know, it had been, you know, he does this thing, I do mine. You know, he's lives down south somewhere. I'm up here. And you know, it was like reaching out, hey, what's going on? I saw a couple of things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let me tell you what's going on. And then he turns around and starts starts run, running his mouth to mutual friends and stuff like that to the point to where my DMs start blowing up. They're like, hey, oh, no. heard this, heard that, heard, you know, what's going on. So now I'm in defense mode. Right. You know, all of a sudden I'm pissed off. All of a sudden I'm on guard. All of a sudden. You have demonstrated why I don't open up to people. Forgive me. You know what I mean? And again, it's not, it's not discounting what other people, you know, and I know my other friends wouldn't do that. I know that. I know that. But I also know that I'm not going to take that chance, you know, until until there's, I mean, because there's a time and place for everything. Right. Just on that realm. Because there's a lot of speculation going on right now, right? Let, let's just be honest. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of innuendo. There's a lot of, you know, bits and pieces of shit, going, you know, floating around. I know that. It gets back to me. You're not fooling anybody. I I mean, I, it is what it is. Um, I, but along those lines, as as we move forward here, I'm starting to see, you know, I'm starting to get a clearer picture of what's really happening. And I will respond accordingly when the time is right. And when the time is right, I'm going to blow pe- I'm going to blow people's fucking minds. That's just the way it is. And I just, I'm, I, I'm over the inconsequential, immature bullshit you know what i mean and i don't want any part of it because in the end it's about our own individual happiness not everybody else's ding 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 now what is one johnny (laughs) i'm gonna share something with you and at the end if i feel like i want you to edit it out this is the part that's where you're gonna edit it out i was gonna I was going to save it and talk to you about it off the air because it's pretty. I'm sure you saw my little tweet a few days ago. Had a rough day. I think it was, what was it? Saturday night. I I was going through. I was looking for things. I come across a bunch of old flyers. Yeah. Pictures. um, Little awards. Stuff like that. And then all the flyers, there was a lot of com- there was a lot of common things there. Not just me and it, you, Platt, and of course Jeff. So 
that was basically the last thing I saw before going to bed as far as anything with any substance to it. You know, I didn't watch TV. I just kind of, you know, as talking with talking with Anita before bedtime or whatever. But so I'm out cold. And for whatever reason, I'm at work. We're in the punch out line. You're there. Platt's there. Um, co-worker Paulie, who I had played softball with and played softball with Jeff. He, he was in, he was next to me. You and Platt and say one fucking word. You guys weren't talking at all. You guys were just there. Why you were at my work, I have no idea. Like, I had no idea why you're there. You're just there. And out of the blue, here comes Jeff. He's in, he's in, he's in his IMF jersey, his softball jersey, right? And I walk and I turn, Polly, my Polly nudges me. He goes, look who's here. And I turn and my fucking jaw just dropped. Now, mind you, this felt is about as real as real could be. I mean, <laughs> it, like, I'm like, no way. My mind, even though I was sleeping, knew what the truth was, but for whatever reason, wouldn't allow me to, hey, wake up. You know, this isn't real. It was, this is pretty fucking real. Like, I'm like, I'm looking back and Paulie's like, just play it cool. Everything is fine. He's here on a happy note. Nobody said anything. And he Jeff just walks up. Head on backwards, long socks on, got his cleats on. And I'm like, hey man, I'm like, are you are you are you really fucking here right now? I'm like, and he just had this shit-eating grin on his face that he always has when he when he's up to no good. But it was, and I look back at Paulie and he's like, dude, just relax. It is 100% okay. Don't worry about it. Everything's good. And I look back, I'm like, and then I fucking woke up. And dude, my heart fucking sank. And that rest of that Sunday, it was raining. I could not shake how fucking real that was. And I ain't gonna lie, dude, I spent half the day crying. And it was, it was pretty tough. And I just, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was so real, but nobody, like I said, you guys weren't talking. He didn't talk. He just had the grin. And, and, and Paulie was the only one letting me know. He's like, dude, it's okay. You know what I mean? He goes, it's all good. This is a positive thing, you know? And it was just like, and then trying to decipher it all day. You know what I mean? It was just. Of all my dreams, bro, that had to have been one of the most realist feelings I've ever had in, in quite some time. It was it was a long day Sunday. It was rainy. It was gloomy. It was shitty out. And I couldn't shake the realness of it all. You know what I mean? Uh, um, Monday, Monday was much better. But, man, it just... And I, I had to think back. It was... I, I looked at all those flyers from the night before that was the only reason i i had any real reason why i had thought of it because i'm not 
I'm not real big on the whole spirit world type thing. You know what I mean? I've talked to a few people and they're like, I came to visit, you know, and I just, I have a weird feeling toward that, you know, and because it's just hard to dissect it and just, I hate to say for lack for a better term, enjoy it for what it was, you know, and it shook me pretty good T. you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I mean, part of it was happy, and then just the waking up part was that was rough. So, I don't know. Have you have you had anything like that? I um, I've had dreams. I've had a couple of them where. Jeff was in it. One, the first one that really, because for the longest time I did, I didn't dream. And I don't know, obviously it's because I wasn't, like, a, dude, I haven't slept right. In I know. Two fucking years. You know what I mean? Like, I just have. Um, but one stands out to where I, I was, I was in a hospital room. And he was sitting in the chair in the corner of the room. Like he was talking. Couldn't tell you what, what he was saying. Um, and there was another instance where we, we were somewhere. And, and it's weird because like his mouth is moving. Like he's like, we're having a conversation. But I can't, I can't remember. I can't hear what. What he was telling me. Um, now I'll, you you talk about you know your, the spiritual world or the afterlife or you know things of this nature. What is the meaning behind what you experience? Uh, let me ask you this, and I realize this is going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit. But <laughs> have you have you ever experienced anything that was inexplicable to the point to where you think or you thought that maybe it was some sort of sign from the afterlife, like an angel, a ghost, something along these lines? One time, and it was about two months after he had passed, I was in my truck and my door was open. I was getting something out of it. And the door just kind of, well, for whatever reason, kind of got me on the leg. Could have came forward, whatever. But as I come back, I look in, for whatever reason, I look in the rear view and I just caught the backwards hat. And it was just like a flash. You know what I mean? It was that fucking quick. And that's now, and I haven't had one dream about my old man passing since he's been gone in December. That experience with the truck and then just last night or uh, Saturday night was the first time with Jeff. And it, it was still hard. The, the flash in the hat, I, there was no mistake about it. Where I, I, I'm totally, I'm not into that type of stuff. You know what I mean? But there was no mistake in what I saw. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking that day. That I know. That I do know. You know, 
um, I had just come out of the house to grab something. I don't know if it was my wallet or what the hell. I just remember, leave, you know, open the door, you reach into the council, grab something. The door kind of clocked my legs on the way back. Nothing hard. As I open up, like I said, open the door, there's the flash of that backwards hat in my in my side mirror. Okay. So, <laughs> look, I don't even know if we really should be talking about this on the air. But, That's why I said this could be one big edit. We, we but can I, I don't think so because along because I'm going to share with, with you two things that happened to me in the last handful of weeks. Um, obviously, you know, <laughs> I realize that there are going to be people that listen to this that think that we're full of shit and because they don't believe in anything. They don't believe in the afterlife. They don't. They're very much evolution people. And like, I'm one fine. of those. I, I I am too of all things. Okay. Well, and that's fine. I, I you know everybody believes what they believe. I'm not, I'm not here to say what's right, what's wrong. Um, but you know, you know, been spending a tremendous amount of time over at my dad's. There is something happening in this house and i'll tell you two examples that happened within the last couple of weeks now there have been instances and i relate to i relate a story a, a while ago about christmas day of 2017 and the rocking chair up in the garage at, at my dad's and how it was in the garage and the thing started moving just started moving and my dad had come out while it was moving and so he saw it too um there's something happening in in the house and much like you just described the the other day i i got i, I came over and i was getting something out of my truck it was dark um, I had the garage door open. I went out to my truck to get something. And there's like one light, like there's supposed to be two lights, but one bulb is burned out and the far light bulb is still on. So it kind of has, like there's a light on in the garage, but it's not well lit. It's not well illuminated. There's a lot of shadow going on. And I stood up out of my truck much like what you were saying i went in to grab my phone and as i stood up out of the corner of my eye i see the silhouette of a six foot tall man that looked like had a fucking baseball cap on backwards i seen it out of the corner of my eye that fast and as i turned my head slowly to turn around because it looked like someone was standing in the corner of the garage. And like it startled me to the point to where like I thought someone was literally standing there. And then as I turned my head, it wasn't there. Okay. A little bit before that, I have I was coming downstairs and my the way my dad basement is set up like he it's kind of the stairwell comes down 
and you can go to the left, which you know leads to the laundry room, and he has a gaming table back over there. And then if, to the right, he's got it set up to where it's like a little like a like a living room. There's the TV, there's couches, there's you know he's got his his little bar in there and stuff like that. Well, there is a rocking chair here, and uh, I had come and like as it always does. When you have furniture, you have it face the TV because people are going to sit and watch TV, right? T, I promise you with everything that I am, I was walking down the stairs and turned the light on and the rocking chair was spun around facing the wall the back wall, rocking, as I'm walking down the fucking stairs. I grabbed my phone and quickly took video of it. And as I was taking video of it, it it stopped. And it is the most eerie feeling I have ever experienced. Like, the thing on Christmas Day in 17, like, that startled me. This fucking rattled me. Like, I had to, like, I was, I was shaking. There is no shit and reason why that chair should have been turned around facing the wrong way and the motherfucker was moving. There is no reason why that should have happened. But it did. And... I am convinced that it, it, you know it's either my mom or my brother, a combination of the two. Something's happening here, and there's a lot of inexplicable noises. You know, like I had said something to my dad. I had said something to to Debbie about it, and Debbie tells me a story where <clears throat> they were in the bedroom or something like that and they could hear somebody walking up and down the hallway plain as day as if I was walking because my dad's house creaks you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you what you walk on you walk on the floor and it creaks so that's what they were hearing somebody walking up and down the goddamn hall and then they get up and there's nobody there Nobody in the house. What the fuck? Something's causing it. You know? Um, so, you know, anytime I'm 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 there, man, I might have my P's and Q's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So on that note, uh, any kind of <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Holy smokes. Dude, that's the cool thing about this show is you never know what, what we're going to talk about. I've been, we wanting, don't... I've been wanting to tell you about it, but it just kept it kept slipping my mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, I know you were you were busy or whatever, and I, I had put that picture out over the weekend, you know, because, you know, it just it rattled me that much to even do that. Like like you said. My only issue is the fact that you didn't say a fucking word. Platt didn't say a word. 
he Jeff didn't say a word, but my coworker did. You know what I mean? And the, the, I could only put it together as that's kind of how, you know, looking at those flyers, you know, we were just obviously the pictures of us are just, you know, in pose form. You guys weren't in your gimmicks or nothing like that, you know. We were for whatever reason, we're just standing in the punch out line. Like it was the dumbest shit, you know, but just like out of nowhere, he just walked right up. And I don't, you know, I don't know if my coworker was doing the talking for me for him for like just be cool, you know, but I could almost feel my eyes go like this in my bed while I was sleeping, you know, trying to figure it all out but anyways so yeah who knows man we're gonna go into the ouija board (laughs) dude i've thought about that no absolutely not why not no well we'll set up we're moving on let's talk about about osmosis (laughs) listen man we set up a camera negative and and no why because a i'm not bringing anything home with me <laughs> b i'm not bringing anything home with me and c i'm not bringing anything home with me oh man i think it would be awesome video to put it up on on the youtube channel but what if geez? What if we did something like that and shit, shit was just going off the rails there? Wouldn't that be something, though? It would be something. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Hold on, Harley. Sorry. Wonderful. He was getting into trouble. I understand. Um, <laughs> anything else you you want to touch on this week? I, I thought we were still talking uh, before we got sidetracked there a little bit. Um, did you want to talk about Raw last night at all? I haven't seen the whole thing. I, oh, okay. I just saw, I, you know, I saw the the Kevin Owens promo. I mean, I, I saw the first hour of it. Then I had to start getting ready for work. And um, okay. I, I, I do know I did see a couple of the, you know, Articles and stuff like like Seth Rollins still doesn't have a match for for WrestleMania, and he said that Raw is not going to happen next week yeah. until he gets a match. So I'm I'm digging that. You know, all indications are this is where the, where Cody Rhodes is going to make his return. That's the big rumor. Seth um, and AJ were absolutely awesome. I mean, it it did get ended, uh, you know, by Edge, but other than that. Man, those guys really did have a great match. I mean, that was pay-per-view worthy, of course. Two of the absolute best in-ring performers right now. Yes. Yeah. And there's just no no mistaking that. Uh, Rollins and Styles are, I mean, they are the epitome of a, of a generation, of an era in, in, in terms of work rate. You know, you'd be hard-pressed to find... And it's not because they do all the high spots and all this. Like, there is psychology there. Oh, yeah. There there was a lot last night. There was most definitely. And it wasn't one-sided. It went back and forth. Right. You know. But uh, before we did get out of here, I did want to talk a little baseball. For sure. Nick Castellanos signs with the Philadelphia Phillies. Yep. 
and so did Schwarber. Yes. The Phillies look like they want to do something. Yeah, I was just going to say the team is quietly making moves. Yeah. This is very reminiscent of how the Washington Nationals had put their team together and then eventually wound up winning the winning a World Series. Right. You know, they, they went under the radar and like, hey, they signed this guy or hey, they signed that guy. Like, it was like, oh, but not a lot of fanfare. Next thing you know, they're marching their asses to the World Series. And, you know. Uh, Carlos Correa signs with the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins, yeah. So he'll be in our division. My only takeaway from that is he's coming from Houston where, or a division where it's typically warm. Yeah. Or they're in a dome. You ain't Maybe. getting that here. <laughs> We're not in Texas anymore. We're going to the Great White North. Right. Is yeah. cold weather going to affect him? Sure. How how does cold weather not affect anybody? Right. You well, what I, this is what I'm getting at. Some of the fans, you know, they're obviously crying. Oh, well, you couldn't get crap. He turned Detroit down. Detroit offered him quite a bit of money. He turned him down. Right. We got, we got Javi Baez out of the deal. Now, Javi played in Chicago. Cold weather, windy yep. as hell. Yep. I don't think the transition from Chicago to Detroit's gonna be that much of a difference. Nope. I you know, they're complaining he strikes out a lot. I think we're gonna get the better end of the trade come summertime. I would say that that's accurate and, and not just the summertime, but especially if you know right, postseason, yeah. Postseason is what it's when it really matters. Yes. You know, the, the weather is getting cooler, and the further into the postseason you go, the colder it's going to get. Because, I mean, the World Series doesn't start until the end of October now. And, right. you know, by that time, you know, if let's just say for shits and giggles, the Minnesota Twins are in the World Series. That is an open stadium. They are no longer in the Metrodome. Right. They're, you know what I mean? Like, it gets pretty damn cold in minnesota and snow and, will be flying yeah you know and a lot of these guys that are southern bred southern born whether it be the southern part of the united states or you know venezuela or you know the dominican republic wherever they're not used to cold weather they're right. not used you know they don't know I mean, unless they, they, they take them up to Saskatchewan for a training camp or some <laughs> shit like that, um, you know, they're not going to have that, that experience. They're going to be stiff. They're not going to perform as well. Uh, but then, too, if you're going to play baseball in Major League Baseball, then you got to know that there are cities and towns and teams that are in colder weather climate. I mean, the Boston Red Sox, the New York Yankees. Yeah. Um, the Mets, I, you know, Colorado, I mean, Jesus Christ, it could be, you know, in the middle, you know, the, the week after the 4th of July and they're getting a snowstorm in Denver. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, it's just a weird dynamic. Yeah. It's Seattle. It's, it's different if your home base is in, in Texas and then you go to Minnesota for a weekend series, but this ain't going to be a weekend series. No, this you're talking 90 some games and you're talking 90 some games. The first, what, 30 are going to be up north. 
in oh. April, in in early April, end of April, early May. You know, and we've had snowstorms headed right into May. Well, and you look you look at opening day last year, and there was a blizzard. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cabrera hit that home run. No one knew where the goddamn ball went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. I I, you know, and then the Tigers also signed a relief pitcher, Michael Pineda from yep. Minnesota. I I couldn't figure out why I knew his name and then come to find out he had some controversy with uh, elbow grease, as it were. Mm-hmm. So, but there was reports that he can be a closer as well. So I think we have a lot of, a lot of up potential coming. So I think this is a year that you're going to, I mean, you're going to have your stalwarts, you know what I mean? You're going to yeah. have your Boston, you're going to have the Yankees, you're going to have the Dodgers. Um, I imagine San Diego Padres are going to make make a push here. Um, but I feel like, especially with, with an expanded postseason, like there's going to be one or two teams that come out of nowhere that are going to follow the likes of a Washington Nationals that put together something. It just gels. It may be for only one season, but something gels. And I feel like we're we're going to get like a Cinderella type of, of scenario. Is it the Detroit Tigers? I would love more than anything for it to be. Is it the, is it the Colorado Rockies who have been decimated? You know, Tra- Trevor Story is now with Boston. You know, but I, I thought he went. No, he's with Boston, not New York. I'm pretty sure it was Boston. Wow. Well, anyway, he's not with Colorado anymore. And like the Colorado fan base is very jaded right now. Like they loathe the, the owners of the team. They want that team sold faster than anything because the owners aren't doing anything. And I think that's part of why they wound up going after Chris Bryant and, you know, a couple of these other players because they've got to, you know, there's no Arenado, there's no story there. You know, Charlie Blackman is the, you know, one of the last of that group. And like, I would love for Colorado to come in from out of nowhere and just start kicking people's asses. Ideally, I would love I, I would love a Detroit, Colorado, or a, a Detroit Cubs World Series. Is that possible? Probably not. But I would love that. Hey, stranger things have happened. I, I I'm always I always like when teams out of nowhere or teams you don't expect to be there at the end are there at the end. I think it makes for a better, like you just said, a Cinderella story, you right. know. And it's that late August September push. That pushes that one team over the top, and they ride it all the way to the end of the the World Series, provided there's not a big stall in between. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I would like to see like like the Milwaukee Brewers. I would like to see them do something. You know, it's been a while since. I mean, they've made you know their push towards the postseason and things of that nature. Um. But I, I, they have a pretty, a pretty good fan base there. 
you know, for the longest time, it was it was like the Tampa Bay Rays. Like everybody wanted the Tampa Bay Rays to, to be good, and then they got good. Yeah. And you know, they've been there pretty you know, consistently. I would love to see the Seattle Mariners do something. Anything in Seattle, because they, I I feel like the city of Seattle and the franchises associated with Seattle. I feel like they are so far out. From everything, you know, they're in the Pacific Northwest and, you know, the very tip of the goddamn country. And, you know, like, I really want the city of Seattle to have something to cheer for because they're out there all by themselves. They're like, hey, we're here. We're 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 here, too. We're not we're not just stop on on the schedule when they come out to the West Coast. You know, you got you know, they're here to play Oakland. They're here to play. The Angels, and I guess we'll make the trip up to Seattle because we're already halfway here anyway. They have a beautiful stadium. They do. Um, T-Mobile Park, which was Safeco Field when we went a couple years ago on our way to Alaska. Um, we had stayed a, a day or two in Seattle. Took We actually took a tour of, of T-Mobile Park, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, for me... Um, you know, yeah, I'm looking at all the baseball history, you know, obviously with the Mariners, it's all about, about Ken Griffey Jr. and Suzuki and, and, and all these guys. Um, but I'm looking at it like, where did they set the ring on the field for WrestleMania 19? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's just how my brain works. But no, no, that's a very, very cool stadium. I get it. Did you know, real quick fun fact here, um, you know, Seattle and that part of, of the country, they have a huge seagull problem. And, and seagulls are a protected species here in America. So you can't kill them. You can't just shoot them. You know what I mean? Do you know why you will never see a seagull infestation during a Seattle Mariners game? Or a Seattle Seahawks game. Why is that? Ready for this shit? On top of the stadium, they have big speakers attached, and they pipe in hawk noises. <laughs> really? They, yes. The seagulls hear the hawk noises, and they think it's a predator coming for them. So I'm not shitting you. No, no, I. Because <laughs> I. At my place of employment, we have a huge seagull problem there, and nobody knows what to do with it. So I came back from from Seattle, and I'm like, I'm about to be your knight in shining armor. I know <laughs> how we can get rid of the seagulls. And they're like, oh, yeah, how? And I just laid it out. You take a couple thousand dollars, and you install great big speakers on top of the plant and you pipe in hawk noises and it will keep the seagulls away and t you would have thought i had three heads four noses and 17 eyeballs like what the fuck are you talking about i'm like dude that's what they do in seattle washington to keep the shit away from the stadiums and they thought i was bullshit so we still have a seagull problem so when they want to fix it (laughs) 
I want to know how many. I want to know how many of our listeners are going to go to Google and say how to get rid of a seagull problem. If it's speakers with hawk noises, well, you said hawk, and I'm already thinking. My wrestling brain went, "Oh, what a rush on the loudspeakers!" Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh man, that's that is fun. A fun trivia question. How the fuck do you get rid of seagulls? Spend a couple thousand dollars on speakers. Pipe them some hawk music. Some Sound. sort, some sort of predator bird. Yeah, because <laughs> the seagulls think that they're under attack, so they'll stay away from them. Wow, craziness, right? It's crazy. Uh, well, on that note, yeah. Uh, if you yeah. have any kind of feedback, just look for us over on Facebook at Tea Time Podcast, or you can send us an email at Close to the Heart. Uh, at gmail.com uh, you can check out all of our upcoming programs and things of this nature um, it is coming uh, um, close to the heart.net uh, real quick uh, the online store has a new address T uh, part of yeah part of the rebranding you can find all of our official merchandise at our online store cafepress.com forward slash PFC network is now where you will find all of those fine, fine articles of clothing, uh, drinkware, uh, pictures, flip-flops, thongs, anything you could possibly want. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, what's that on your finger? It looks like... Oh, it's a pop socket that yeah, I, I was given. Oh, just relax. Just, that's a that's adorable. Can I just tell you that? Yeah, she got me those. That's wonderful. That's adorable. Why is your face turning so red? <laughs> can it, uh, baby? Can am. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we appreciate everybody tuning in. We will see you next Thursday with a brand new episode of Tea Time here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? We've got number 50 coming up. What are we doing? That just now sank in? Well, kind of. Well, I don't know. Oh, like great. I asked you six weeks ago, we, we should probably do something special for the 50th. So fuck it. We'll, we'll just do another, another 50 and make a big deal for like the 100th one or something. Maybe this weekend. Maybe this weekend. Okay. Okay. All right. Anything else? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> we'll see you next week right here on Tea Time. Tea Time.